Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, some bullshit's happening. I'm sure everyone saw the news today that uh, Mr. Julian Assange was yanked out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London, um, but a far greater crime was committed beyond that, uh, <laughs> as my Twitter account was suspended today. I am in Twitmo. Um, there seems to be a mass purge of uh, lefty accounts and it, you know, we're used to getting, you know, bombarded with reports and like a big threat, you know, like when you're commenting on something under, you know, there's thousands of replies and suddenly hundreds of different bot accounts are comment are like replying to you. And if you reply to more than five, you'll just get automatically banned all of a sudden. Nothing like that happened. Nothing like that. Uh, I, I found out which was the, 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 uh, the culprit tweet that got reported uh, of me. It was a, uh, about a week ago, some fucking shit lib donut Twitter liberal who is still racist, just as racist as the Trump supporters, uh, said that Ilhan Omar uh, is a terrorist. So same oh, right wing Fox news talking point. Uh, and in, of course in her Twitter bio is, you know, you know, resistance anti-Trump. And it's like, what, what part of you is anti-Trump? And she also had in her Twitter bio, Pardon me, a three-time cancer survivor. So I screenshot her bio and in the conversation, uh, and, and she was getting piled on too for being just awful. Um, I responded to her and several other people, and I and I just replied, you know, with a screen cap of her bio. I said, "Someday the cancer is going to win." Um, and, and that was the tweet I got fucking banned for permanent suspension. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even know that part. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's- so. At least it was worth it for that. At least it was worth it for that. Uh, but on top of that, our other co-host, Miss <laughs> Jules 5X, just got home from work in 16 hours today and realized her account is also banned. So the yep. same day her, that... Her new account. Her her brand new account that already had thousands more followers. Um, I was nowhere near that many, but still, it's like it. they are, you know, clearly there is a ideological purge here. Right. If Sally Albright can still be on Twitter and run hundreds of uh, supposedly terms of service violating bot accounts and she can still be on Twitter, what the fuck is happening to us? You know, what what service does she pay for to say anti-Semitic shit about Bernie Sanders all the time and not get fucking banned for it? Uh, but but real, you know, anyone further to the left of Bernie, watch out because you're going to get fucking banned for saying anything. Make it saying the cancer will win someday. That's threatening and harassing. Like it would be if I was a fucking tumor, but I'm not. I have no control over whether she actually dies. I'm just making commentary about it. So fuck that bitch. Fuck Twitter. Fuck Jack on Twitter. Fuck all these fucking gatekeepers who are, you know, let Nazis and let fucking turfs run wild. But Mike Cernovich and Jack Postebeck can still have their fucking Twitter accounts that, you know, that's that seems fair. Yeah, no, th- there's there's some fucking really sinister shit going on with Twitter today. I mean, there was that. There was there was clearly a purge of a bunch of accounts, and a bunch of people that we were talking to made the point of like, yeah, this doesn't feel like uh, the usual like kind of mass reporting things. This feels like something Twitter actually went out of their way to do. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it happens the same fucking day that we see. Uh, I mean. I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that this was one of the greatest blows to press freedom in the history of our country. You mean my account getting deleted? I agree. (laughs) I totally agree. (laughs) No, the the precedent that this would set 
if Julian Assange is actually extradited to the United States and prosecuted is is horrifying. And and we'll we'll play some audio from uh, Glenn Greenwald in a little bit that'll talk about it, but um well, yeah, I mean, did, did you you didn't watch that clip of the view today, right? But I did. No, I um, couldn't bring myself to listen to what the fuck I mean, those so Joy Joy Bear who is supposed to be like the lefty on the show, even she because of how bad our media is said on the show that Julian Assange was arrested for hacking the DNC, which is completely one hundred percent not fucking, fucking true. For. And it was such Literally an egregious misspeak, misspoke, or whatever you fucking fucking lie, that at the end of the show they had to have her come back out and say on the air, "Oh, actually, these are where the actual charges. He was uh, charged with releasing this information, not actually hacking anything." You know, and it's it's like. But stemming from the 2011 release, this has had nothing to do with the DNC. That was the, exactly, so she, she and nobody wanted fucking... to talk about. Uh, nobody wanted to talk about anything prior to 2016. She even said, "Joy Bear, who's supposed to be lefty on the View, that you know this all started in 2016." And you know, and, and of course, Meghan McCain just fucking crapped her pants oh, like she always God. does, bloated fucking child of war criminal. And it was the woman who uh, I've talked about her before. Her name is uh, Sunny Hostin. Uh, was the she's a, a legal uh, correspondent for ABC News is on the View, and she very calmly said, "You know, the the actually Obama administration looked at this uh, back in you know 2011 and said that nothing he did was a violation of the law." And she said very clearly on the show on the View, she said, "The First Amendment." protects as as the most important freedom what julian assange did whether he's a citizen of the u.s or not he did not hack anyone he he was reporting information that was you know that was basically blowing the whistle on the bush war crimes and mega mccain let out a shriek like a fucking pterodactyl that just you know stepped out of lego it was she just screamed it was just like he's a cyber terrorist (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just lost her fucking mind. And oh I think like God. Joy Joy's kind of like calmed down and you know, she was just like not going to get into it because of course like she's not on our side of this issue. It was this this other woman uh who is a legal scholar that actually knows that the first <laughs> And Amendment, by our side you mean like the side <laughs> of the fucking federal law in the United States Constitution. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So and, and yeah, so they basically had to admit at the end of the view that oh actually no what he is being accused of is the hate crime of journalism. Yeah, yeah. No, he he's literally being being criminally prosecuted for practicing journalism and and it's fucking insane so yeah essentially he's being you know he's been stuck in the ecuadorian embassy for what is like seven years now six seven seven years years. yep seven years uh you know being kept prisoner i mean he's been serving basically a prison sentence you know he can't go outside he can't uh you know they took away his internet and any contact with the outside world they're trying to basically torture him he's he's in this room he can't leave he can't get fucking sunlight who knows what they're feeding him you know he's he's uh, allowed very limited visitation the people that visit him have to like turn over not only the, give in their cell phone but they have to like give in like the pin data for the like the, they basically you know it, it's to discourage anyone who's who could be potentially bringing him information to leak or to you know uh disseminate uh from ever going to the to him. right well I, I think you saw the the link that uh one of our friends in our one of our 
several group chats uh, shared where Ecuador just did a $4.2 billion deal with the, the uh, with the World Bank, with the IMF, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you, there's Probably anyone that hates the World Bank, it's Julian Assange. I mean, he's that's his whole thing is is you know, worldwide corruption. Um, yeah, it, it was just it, well, the you IMF know. is behind every fucking. Uh, they're behind the fucking coup in Venezuela. They're behind every yeah. effort at at you the, know imperialism in exactly. the world. So they're, they're basically the Iron Bank enemy. from Game of Thrones. That but is, they see yeah, really. That's, that's all they are. <laughs> oh, we don't bet on things. We just make investments. So okay, all right, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's this, this woman, Sonny Hostin on the view was, was very good at reminding people that, you know, she said, um, rightly so. She's like, if you are against what Julian Assange did, then you were against what Daniel Ellsberg did with Pentagon papers, what Mike Gravel did with reading the Pentagon papers, with the Washington post publishing the Pentagon papers. You, if you know, and people say, people have been saying it all day, Washington post might now be the, the most, um, you know, right wing corporate newspaper under Jeff Bezos, but back in the 60s or back in the 70s, I should say, when they were publishing the Pentagon Papers and, you know, the whole Watergate thing, they were, you know, they were doing their job, right? And now we now we get to the point where, you know, they'll publish that same stuff, but then they'll post an op-ed saying, you know, that Edward Stone belongs in jail. Like, imagine a newspaper, (laughs) like... First imagine all, fucking thinking that. Like, imagine that thought. Imagine having read what Snowden actually disclosed about the completely illegal and unconstitutional NSA spying. Literally, nothing he disclosed put anyone's life in danger. Yet, you still somehow think he should be in jail. Like, imagine fucking being that dense and clueless and uh, ignorant of what our. But Constitution you've got people like Meghan McCain that can just go on TV and shriek to millions of people and say. You know, seven hundred fifty thousand documents that put our brave soldiers' lives in danger, and everyone Fuck claps because they have no they have no fucking idea because they get their news from the daughters of the even. There's like the one that sits directly five at, fucking airheads, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the one that sits right between uh, Whoopi Gold, uh, Whoopi and, and Joy Huntsman. Yeah, she's the daughter of a. She's fucking, John Huntsman's daughter. Yeah, daughter of a fucking <laughs> U.S. diplomat. I mean, that, if that's not biased, you know, and they can just get yeah. away with saying this shit. They can just say, oh, yeah, all of our troops lives are put at risk. And, you know, millions of, of stay at home Stepford wives uh, hear that and go, oh, my God, these terrible leftists are, are endangering our troops. It's like, well, I, for one, I wish that was true because fuck the troops. But for two, it's not true because they carefully vetted what they released and what they didn't release. And you know it, who disagrees with that that statement that it put troops' lives in danger? The fucking DOD. Like they had to admit that, yes, that they exactly. couldn't link a single fucking incident. <laughs> they were like, all of this was information about past operations that had no further value to to us or the enemy. These were years old. The only thing it exposed no, and- was fucking war crimes and fucking Apache helicopter people, uh, guys on their comms begging to murder civilians. Just frothing at the mouth to light up fucking yeah. people that were walking around a van in broad daylight, you know, like that's your, that is their real enemy. They think of every anyone that's in their fucking target is their enemy. They want to kill them because they're fucking Muslim, because they were trained to kill, you know, and, and that's all they fucking know. That's all they care about. Just give me the order to shoot. Yeah, and what Chelsea Manning and and Julian Assange exposed was that uh, art soldiers in Iraq killed. Uh, Reuters journalists, uh, medics, obviously civilians, but uh, just just blatantly, like just out in the open, just because they were there and they, and they had no idea whether or not they were their targets and they just fucking decided to do it anyway. It's like, 
these are atrocities and the only people being fucking held accountable are the people who expose these atrocities. Right. The people who fucking killed those journalists and medics and other civilians aren't being held liable. I don't think they ever fucking faced a single uh, minute in jail for, for what they did or even a, or even a fucking, you know, reprimand like, no, it, no, just, because just they got the orders to do it. As long as you get the order to do it, even if it's based on bad in- intelligence or if it's based on bias, whatever, if you get the order, then you pull the trigger, you did your job, you know, yep. just following orders, just like the fucking Germans tried to say in Nuremberg. I was going to say, I, we I, really, I a, we need a second Nuremberg trial, yeah. I think. For, I had a, I had a friend one time and they kind of said to me, I think it was a, she actually, and she was just like, I don't know what to believe because there's so much fake news and bullshit out there. The media is so biased that, you know, who, who the fuck knows what the agenda is behind anything, you know, because they craft it so well. And I said, well, uh, you know, if you really want to know who's telling the truth, look at who the government's trying to put in jail for saying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, MSNBC true. can lie about fucking Russian conspiracy theories for three years. Why the fuck isn't Rachel Maddow being put in jail for, you know, for whatever fucking Apparently there is no, there's no law about lying on the news, but there is a law about telling the truth the government didn't like. So yeah, yeah if, if Edward Stone is running for his life, Chelsea Manning's back in solitary, uh, you know, Julian Assange, his seven year long bed and breakfast day at the Ecuadorian embassy has now come to an end, uh, getting yanked out the door with a book by Gore. I, I don't know how he did that. How did he manage to, to get cuffed and hold on to a book by Gore Vidal? And be able to like flash it to the camera. How the fuck did he pull that off? It looked like a magazine. It, it looked like he was holding a magazine. Which no, no, no. It's, it was it was hand. a book. It was definitely was a, it a book? Yeah, it was a book by Gore Vidal. Who I fucking the thing that made me the most mad today was that people didn't know who Gore Vidal was. He was trending, and everyone, all these articles, all these posts were like, "Who is Gore Vidal?" And it's like, how the fuck do you not know who fucking Gore Vidal was? He's like the most amazing real leftist persona in u.s history he would go on tv and run circles around i've seen all- the william what was it the william f buckley debates he would yeah. have like on tv yeah those were fucking fascinating and, and his intellectual they call him like a queer or something on tv because no they they would start from a both like being in a very place of of you know like very high intellectualism and it would mm-hmm. devolve to the point where william f buckley would just call him a faggot live on yeah yeah on tv <laughs> like he, couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't help it he couldn't help himself just had to do it and because gorvidal would just hit him with so much so oh, many yeah. facts he yeah and gorvidal was probably like to, to hear him call him that word uh probably was the greatest satisfaction that gorvidal could ever get out of those <laughs> debates was knowing that he devolved to the point of throwing out a homophobic slur like that right because that's uh, what happens when, when you confront someone like that with facts because they yeah. can't obviously you, you know destroy them with back logic. Up their arguments yeah but yeah so the book that uh, julian assange had in his hands today as he got arrested was this this book by gore vidal about the not just the national security in the u.s but the history of national security like how we got here how we got the cia and fbi uh i think j edgar hoover had a had a file on gore vidal that was 35 pages long and if gore vidal made a joke about j edgar hoover on tv it went in the file like that's how insecure (laughs) the security state is is you make a you crack a joke on tv about the security state your name goes down on a list Man, I can't even imagine what kind of list we would be on if we had any kind of a, like a decent listenership. Oh, I, I, I guarantee considering the shit we say. I don't think they listen to stuff like this. But if you're in like a major publication, you're, you're using oh, yeah. your real name, 
oh, it's you, your name's going down on a list somewhere. Like they'll make note of everything you do. And I think that's what Twitter does too, where, where this was not like a, this was a coordinated thing, but it wasn't a bunch of bots. It was Twitter, you know, probably sifting through tweets, looking for something offensive and it gets marked on a list. And on a certain day they do a purge and they take down all these people all at once to, you know, so people can't be going around saying, you know, oh, this is bullshit. Free this person, free this person. It's like the red wedding. You take them as many out at the same time as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And, you know, what happened today was that they literally sent a bunch of fucking secret police into the Ecuadorian embassy in total flagrant violation of international and human rights law and uh, ripped him out of his asylum you know, his legal protections uh, at, and brought him to uh, a British jail where he's going to stand trial and possible extradition back to the U.S. for this bullshit trumped up 2011 charge that the Trump administration is is pursuing now. And it, it you know, he looked not well because he's been fucking kept in a in a house without sunlight for I thought seven he looked years. pretty well considering the reports we gotten that his health was failing. I mean, he seemed like sure wry grin on his face coming out that door like haha i still got we just looked haggard but i mean he's probably been really stressed lately but you know it's 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 just fucking horrible what they did to him and then they you know threw him in this van and the funniest thing is like they literally had they've been setting this up they've been coordinating which is another probably flagrant violation of international law the ecuadorian embassy and the uk government have clearly been coordinating this for weeks because reporters on the ground have been filming these people like in plain clothes who've been hanging around the embassy uh there's even a video from cassandra fairbanks you know for whatever you think of her she's very good on this issue and she's a friend of uh, uh, julian's uh mm-hmm. outside the embassy like a week ago like being like hey what do you think of julian assange to this guy this, this scraggly looking guy with a beard and long hair and he's like oh i don't know i don't know who that is <laughs> I don't really think much of, or like i don't think much of it whatever it was he's like i don't want to be on camera though and literally, you watch the video today, and that guy is wearing a fucking ja- like a, a cop jacket. Oh, He's I, one of the people. I guarantee oh. every pedestrian within three hundred feet of that building has a wire on them. Like they're they're not, not fucking around. They're waiting for that moment. Yeah, I mean, and, and fuck Ecuador. You know, f- yeah, fuck no, their absolutely. You offer asylum, you offer asylum. That that's specifically President Moreno. Yeah, so you well, don't just like, oh, hey, uh, sorry, but asylum, get the fuck out. Well, so Rafael Correa was the president for six of the seven years, I believe, five or six of the seven years that Assange was in there. And he was a fucking awesome president. He, like he protected Assange. He was a very he was a very he was I, I believe from everything I've read about him, he was he was definitely a leftist president. But he was very like he I, he actually said to the U.S. at one point, uh, if you want to put a U.S. military base in Ecuador, then we get to put a uh, military base in Miami. <laughs> he was like that was his condition for we're going to put a military um, base in miami yeah i don't yeah. know that's my attempt at, um, at, uh, so he just tweeted out uh today you know he he retweeted <clears throat> the video of assange's arrest and he tweeted uh the greatest traitor in ecuadorian and latin american history lenin moreno allowed the british police to enter our embassy in london and arrest assange oh yeah i saw uh, that Mar- i didn't realize that's moreno's yeah, yeah, he was the one who protected Assange for years. Yeah, uh, Moreno is a corrupt man, but what he has done is a crime that humanity will never forget. So, 
you know, this unfortunately, because he, I, I don't know if he, I'm not sure if he lost selection or termed out or whatever, but this guy Moreno is a fucking, you know, spineless uh, neoliberal turd. And what happened was he was getting leaned on by a bunch of countries, Spain included, you know, Assange, I don't know if people remember, but I, about a year or two ago, when he still had his internet, was constantly reposting all of this, uh, v- these videos and information and leaks about the Catal- uh, Catalonian independence struggle. Because they're right. they're trying to uh, they they passed a referendum to secure their independence from Spain and Spain just were like yeah we're not going to let you do that and they were just beating right. the shit out of them oh yeah the, I remember the, the videos because they're you know the, the the one argument against it was like well they're they're like the richest part of Spain and they kind of don't want to pay taxes to the rest of Spain and that's kind of it and I was mm-hmm. like well that's that's a valid critique but still. You know, but still, you can't you can't like beat them into staying in here. Yeah. Fucking. And it was weird to watch just like the police break into a polling. Like, you know, we're not talking like a third world country here. This is like, you know, fairly civilized Europe. Right. And uh, it was, to, it was to really fast. Smashing like, th- into polling places and grabbing the ballot boxes and like running off with them. I was like, wow, that's we're not really fucking putting on airs anymore here. Uh, so I think the, the world sort of rightly said, like, well, look, they you know, they were always considered themselves their own country after, you know, Franco. Like, why would you fucking force him to, you know, like, let them be their own autonomous collective, whatever. Fuck them. So, so, but and Assange was, was really uh, big online and spreading that information and all, and, right. and that, that struggle. And the president of Spain, who I guess has a lot of sway over Ecuador, would really put a lot of pressure on them to uh, yank his internet, which they did. Right. And they were also putting pressure on him, uh, you know, as, as as well as the U.S. to extradite Assange. And uh, that and Moreno is not Rafael Correa, and he does not have the backbone to stand up to the U.S., U.K., you know, Spanish uh, government. Doesn't like sound he like he uses. wants to. Sounds like he's no. Got, I don't think he wants a, to. On a backbone for being a fucking piece of shit imperialist lackey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and he got, you know, he got his 4 billion out of it. So he's happy. Damn. And, uh, Assange is going to be put in jail, probably sent here. They want to send him to Guantanamo. I mean, like that, that's where Mike Pompeo wants to send Julian Assange to fucking Guantanamo. Yeah. They want to torture him to death. Yeah. Like well, that's what and, they want to do. All of this started on the pretense of, of false accusations of sexual assault that both of those women have said, have said they were coerced by the police into making those statements and mm-hmm. repeatedly had have said like no there was nothing that was forced um and if you look at there's this this powerpoint slide from uh, i forget the acronym for it but it's like they're, they're basically the uk version of the cia uh mm-hmm. and it was leaked MI6. to no it's not mi6 it's like gtsq something fucking mm-hmm. other, yeah, whatever uh and the intercept shit. leaked it and it was a slide from a powerpoint presentation about how to discredit activists and it was like basically how you step by step um, frame like falsely frame somebody for sexual assault. You know, you you put up a fake blog post pretending to be from the you know the accuser. Uh, you 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 know take pictures of them and make memes out of them, accusing them, and put it on. You know, try to get it to show up in uh, uh, Google search results. Um, you uh, you know contact all their colleagues privately to to you know pretend you're the the person who's making the you know i'm just concerned in spreading this accusation you know because you know so you just you just try to discredit them as much as possible and they clearly did that with assange uh or at least to the point where they could get you know actually come up with charges to try to force him to flee so that now they can say well it's not you know he's just trying to flee a warrant now and that's all we really want him on but of course there's also this sealed indictment 
against him in the U.S. We don't actually know what it is, right? I mean, we, we well, kind released, of know what it is now. They released parts of it today, yeah. Right, parts so, of it. And, and it was bullshit. It was total bullshit. It's all stuff from that we've that's been public record since 2011. Right. The Obama administration tried and failed to find any evidence for what they claim is that, you know, that, that he... Uh, helped hack or attempt to hack into the dod so with so chelsea manning if he knew it was no bullshit i wonder you know what else he has done that they he may know that they have dirt him on or dirt on him on that's still sealed right because if he knew it was bullshit you'd think he'd be the kind of guy that would like i'm gonna put the fucking put the court on trial you know well I, you know but the 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 point is now that, that they could just throw him in jail and fucking lock away the key they could you know I, why do you think they keep trying to call him a cyber terrorist like they could just throw him in guantanamo mm-hmm. and and have him sit there and await trial indefinitely for the rest of his fucking life or like, they could just say know, he's like, not eligible for trial because he's an enemy combatant and has no right to a trial yeah, yeah. exactly so i mean i think he's probably worried about that and he's got a really good reason to worry about that just, you, um you think today is not enough of 1984 fucking hellscape you know the the fucking tweet i got i got banned for was you know like i said it was mocking a somebody who f- survived cancer you know and all i said was you know somebody the cancer is gonna win and they said that that was threatening and abusive language right well how long until making a joke about cancer is called cyber terrorism by megan mccain and everyone's like yep well, i agree i agree now your tweets are now um you lost your account and now you're being put in jail for the crime of making a cancer joke yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so, you know, uh, a couple things I, w- I just a couple things I want to highlight about people being fucking morons on Twitter today, because, of course, you know, shit lib resistance Twitter w- were like dancing on Julian Assange's grave today. You know, fucking like even Chris Hayes made like a joke. He's like, oh, I'm writing a, a, a short fiction right now about uh, Michael Avenatti and Julian Assange being cellmates or something. It's like you're a fucking journalist. And you're 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 laughing at the the absolute destruction of press freedom in this country. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like even Avenatti, even like a right winger, isn't he getting charged for multiple? He's actually getting charged for like fraud. fraud and, yeah, yeah, like actual crimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you He's know, fraud like releasing government documents that are fucking fraud. true. Fraud, right? So, and, and another one, fucking Malcolm Nance, that this shithead that they that they employ at NBC News. So he quote tweeted Ed Snowden, uh, who's also been tweeting a lot today, uh, who, who tweeted out the video of the uh, the secret police that have been outside the embassy. Yeah. Uh, and Malcolm Nance says, uh, a traitor says what now? I can't hear you over my schadenfreude meltdown. Someday soon you'll get a swift black bag rendition by your FSB secret police friends. And I'll be waiting outside the EDVA courthouse. Hashtag I would worry. I mean, have you ever heard a more fucking fascist bootlicking uh, a, a comment than that in your life? I mean, what the f- so so, so uh, not only is he celebrating Assange getting prosecuted, he's he's wishing for fucking Edward Snowden to get black bag uh, renditioned out of his fucking uh, you know his fucking asylum. Well, like clearly what? the the you know the fourth wall, the fourth estate. You know, I mix those two up sometimes, honestly, you know, is there to protect the other estates uh, and not to challenge them, not to, you know, it's just like the notion that the media is their job is to hold power accountable never occurs to these people because they're the ones that went through journalism school and learned journalistic ethics and were like, eh, that's not really for me. I want to get rich. 
You know, I want to I want to have brunch with these people in power. And they're the ones that get hired at fucking MSNBC and CNBC and ABC. And it, it you know, it, it's it's bad enough when you got yeah. journalists who are, be, you know, in, in South America just trying to cover like a union movement getting uh, murdered by some fucking gang that's hired to, to, to take out the media. Um, but then even in like broad daylight in the, you know, supposedly civilized first world, the same thing's happening with the state powers that they can just snap their fingers and, Oh, here's a, here's a fake allegation. And now we have a warrant. And now if you flee that warrant, cause you know, it's a bullshit charge, we're going to get you on that. Now we got you on rendition for the sealed warrant and we're going to lock you away forever. And yeah. if, if you think that, you know, I mean, Chelsea Manning got it pardoned by Obama after, you know, only a couple of years. No, after well, already spending, even, got sentence commuted. Now even pardoned. Commuted, not pardoned. Yeah. But had already spent five years in jail by the time she got sentenced. Uh, you know, they, you think they're going to, you know, find clemency, any Democratic president, even Bernie. Could you imagine Bernie pardoning uh, Julian Assange as president? Uh, well, he hasn't said a fucking word today. No, he's been real quiet. Been so real I don't quiet doubt, about I doubt that. it. I got um, I got my I got 25 Bernie stickers in the mail for like five bucks today. And I was just kind of like, fine, I'll put one on well, my computer. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, <laughs> I'll give him a chance. Let's see what he says. Let's see. You know, if he, yeah, he's going to be asked about it. Let's see what he says. Like, I'll, I'll leave. I'll reserve my sure. comment. But it's really fucking cowardly to not say anything about it. Uh, it. Tulsi Gabbard had a good statement about it. Did she have it? Yeah. OK. Well, you know, and again, they're they're busy and they can't always put out a, a, a press statement about world events. As sure. Soon as sure. They happen. So we, I'll, I'll, I'll Give him 24 hours. 24 but, I hours. Mean, yeah. We'll see. Um, so, and you know what's even, and so, uh, further news that came out like about the, so the indictment was released and, uh, th- this guy, Dan Frumkin read through it. Uh, he goes, uh, the words hack or hacking do not appear even once <clears throat> in the text of the Assange indictment or the press release. So, why are all the news headlines using it? They've been snookered by a press release headline. Because the headline of the DOJ press release was WikiLeaks founder charged in computer hacking conspiracy, even though there's not a single mention of that in the fucking indictment or the press release other than in the headline. Right. Because if it's not Russia that hacks the Podesta emails, it must have been Assange himself. Therefore, so they're not even charging Hillary's... him with fucking hacking, but they're <laughs> running with that as the what fucking was, headline of the, the press release. The, the fucking the tweet that Chuck Schumer had that you quote tweeted today that I showed you. Oh. That shithead. Well, yeah, let me find it. Uh, yeah, it's just like this is their the Julian Assange indictment uh, is their new way to 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 rebuild RussiaGate 2.0. Doesn't matter that there's course. no fucking truth to it. It doesn't matter that that's been completely discredited and that it was proven that why if Roger Stone, if Julian Assange was working with the Trump campaign, Roger Stone wouldn't have had to be the go between. There would be no fucking like it. Or he wouldn't have had to ask for whatever. We've talked about that many times. So Chuck Schumer said, uh, now that Julian Assange has been arrested, I hope he will soon be held to account for his meddling in our elections on behalf of Putin and the Russian government. To which I responded, hey, stupid fuck, if Assange helped Putin collude, if Assange helped Putin collude with Trump, why would Trump so aggressively seek extradition? Meaning, uh, wouldn't that be really fucking bad for him to bring Julian Assange back here to stand trial to potentially expose that he was the link between the Trump campaign and Putin? Like that's that would be the last fucking thing on the planet that Trump would do if uh, if Assange yeah. helped Putin collude with the Trump campaign. Well, but Chuck Schumer doesn't have two fucking brain cells in his head. No, 
No. Um, my, my response to Chuck Schumer is basically like, so wait, so Julian Assange meddled with the U.S. election by revealing the fact that the DNC and Hillary Clinton colluded together at the behest of Israel and Saudi Arabia to meddle with the election. Like, are you yeah, fucking I mean, kidding? <laughs> so if you expose the fact that there was election tampering in the DNC, then you're the one that is actually met in the election. Uh, if anything, it sounds like you're trying to swing the pendulum back the other way from the people that were fucking cheating in the D and fucking C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I fucking can't. The, 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 this is supposed to be the Democratic Party. That's supposed to be, you know, the, the liberal or the leftist <laughs> part. Like, I mean, give me a fucking break. Like, just... Just pathetic. No. They're so pathetic. And I'll, I'll single... say this all the time. The, the fucking the, I don't have any love for fucking Republicans, but the RNC doesn't use superdelegates. So if anything, the Republican primary is vastly more Democratic than the DNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's sadly true. Um, that's that's pathetic. But yeah, that's true. Uh, See, so I actually have this audio from Glenn Greenwald because he uh, uh, he's been all he was all over TV today. He was great. He was great on. Um, cnn with uh that that fucking dweeby british guy who does all the the new year's Eve, uh, richard quest i think his name is yeah yeah like he's, he's he's like basically like sounds like robin leach but yeah he was really good with him i also have this clip which i'm going to play which is glenn on uh democracy now so obviously he was in high demand because he was so heavily involved the only in person that fucking leagues. can tell the truth on television about this <laughs> and, and also that apparently yeah. but you know it's amazing they let him on tv Glenn, your response to the arrest of Julian Assange is being dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy by British police today. I think the most important fact is that the uh, arrest warrant, according to Assange's longtime lawyer, Jennifer Robinson, is based on allegations that Assange conspired or collaborated with Chelsea Manning with regard to the 2010 leaks of Iraq and Afghanistan war logs and diplomatic cables, a theory that the Obama Justice Department tried for a long time to pursue but found no evidence for um, in order to be able to justify prosecuting Assange and not face the accusation that they were endangering press freedoms by prosecuting Assange for something the New York Times and The Guardian and every other media outlet in the world routinely does, just publish classified information. Even if it were true that Assange collaborated with Manning, and again, the Justice Department of, of President Obama looked everywhere and found no evidence for that, it would still be a grave threat to press freedoms because journalists all the time work with their sources um, in order to obtain classified information so that they can report on it. It's the criminalization of journalism by the Trump Justice Department and the gravest threat to press freedom by far under the Trump presidency, infinitely worse than having Donald Trump tweet mean things about various reporters at CNN or NBC, um, and every journalist in the world should be raising their voice as loudly as possible to protest and denounce this. And can you explain, Glenn, um, exactly what you understand, uh, why it is that the Ecuadorian embassy has revoked um, the asylum, allowing the British authorities to come inside. Uh, what's going on with uh, President Moreno and his charges that Julian Assange was involved in releasing photos, which Assange has vehemently denied? Well, I interviewed uh, former President Rafael Correa uh, late last year. 
And he, of course, did something quite extraordinary, which was for six years stood up for Ecuadorian sovereignty and for international law and refused to be bullied by the U.S. and the U.K., which tried everything it could to coerce him or threaten him to withdraw the asylum protection. For Assange, he was a very unusual leader He of a small country. Um, who famously said, for example, if the U.S. wants to have military bases in Ecuador, they have to allow us to have military bases in Miami. He was against imperialism and allowing Ecuador to be a vassal state of the U.S. and the U.K., and his successor, um, President Moreno, is exactly the opposite. Um, so the Trump administration, the CIA, the U.K., and Spain, which is really angry about WikiLeaks's uh, denunciations of, of their abuses of protesters during the Catalonian debate have spent the last year and a half doing everything they can, threatening Ecuador, offering rewards to Ecuador, doing everything they could to coerce Ecuador under President Moreno to do something that President Crayer refused to do, which is violate international law, withdraw Julian Assange's asylum. And, of course, he needed to concoct an excuse to do it so he doesn't look like what he is, which is a very weak and submissive leader to his, to his population. So they made up a bunch of excuses, but the reality is they did it because the U.S. and the U.K. demanded that they do it. Yeah. Just as a side note, it's great to hear um, Glenn make all these great points without having some really hacky person on the other end being like, well, but don't you think that J Julian Assange colluded with, you know, Vladimir well, Putin, like, you know, this is why I watch Democracy Now, because you don't have a bunch of fucking hacks on there. Um, yeah, everything he said is true. Uh, it's just, you know, when you when you think about I always try to boil things down to the simplest terms to just realize the sheer insanity of it. But, you know, if I was a Democrat and I found out that the, you know, the DNC was colluding with one of the candidates to conspire against the others, which is was, you know, essentially uh, illegal within their party bylaws. And I found that out. I would be outraged. I'd be like, wow, my, you know, my, my confidence, my party is gone. I realize we're just as bad as the Republicans. And the guy that exposed that, I would be like, wow, he's a fucking hero. Thank you for exposing this this travesty but instead that's not what what's that not even close to what's what's happening instead you have people who are democratic party loyalists who are mad that they were shown the truth so they are right now uh siding with the trump administration and attacking the guy that revealed that their party was corrupt and thereby got trump elected so just process that for a second that's how fucking insane yeah, well, this is. Yeah, and they can't, they can't, they can't process that, and they can't actually confront the the the, the dichotomy of that because it's their fucking heads would explode. So, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it's it's really disappointing. I mean, it's it, you know, we we knew this was coming for a while because they've been threatening him with it for a long time, uh, and it finally, you know, kind of happened and all came together. Uh, I really hope. Uh, he finds a way out of it, but I don't, you know, see that happening. He's in custody right now. I'm sure they're going to extradite him to the United States. I'd be absolutely shocked if they, of did. course, that was a joint um, war. Tony Blair, George Bush, that we're all, we were all part of the big same WMD family back then. Can't Corbin like fucking like, 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 like dump some poison in Teresa May's tea or something so he could take over. <laughs> no, that's what happened. would happen in Russia. They would poison her. Um, that's true. Yeah. Did you see that fucking that, that, Corbin that got bit there, on, on SNL? 
where yet again uh oh, Kate McKinnon God, you know did her her best to lightly mock but ultimately uh endeavor to bestow greatness upon just a terrible fucking hag of a of a politician her yeah. you know fuck Kate McKinnon you know you're you're funny but your politics are fucked honey like you <laughs> like you, you're picking the yeah, wrong fucking role that. models to to embellish yeah, and of course, you know, she obviously w- was the Hillary on that show, but uh, on SNL, but she also uh, played her with a, le- a level of rever- a reverence that was completely undeserved. And like oh. when she lost the election, she did that fucking just insanely awful thing where she like played piano and sang as Hillary. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, my God, the woman fucking deserved to lose that election. You know what? I'm sorry. Oh, it, she fucking just, deserved, absolutely deserved SNL has always been, or at least as long as I can remember, has always been a place for the very rich children uh, of people who grew up in New York who want to dabble in comedy can become richer on their own by for the most part, making yeah. jokes that, you know, promote things like, uh, uh, killing striking workers with live rounds of ammunition you know like haha isn't that funny we we shot them because tear gas doesn't work i can get a job on comedy central now right oh i can awesome sold yeah i there there have been a few anomalies like people like will farrell who actually i i think will farrell's politics are even more left than he lets on i mean he was one of the executive producers on vice like you know his george w bush uh you know impersonation was really great but also really cutting like there's no he made no attempt to like humanize him in any way no. like I, I no yeah it's good but but isn't it weird that like the, the, if you're a fucking if you're in liberal hollywood you can't be too far to the left or else you start mm-hmm. getting attacked you know like you can tell we didn't know that, how far <laughs> you could tell that uh incredible hulk guy uh fucking drawn up yeah like you could tell he pushes the envelope but is afraid to kind of like really go fucking all the way out there because you know you you rub elbows with with millionaires at these dinners you know you got guys like uh chris uh which which one of the chris's is is, uh, the the captain america one evans yeah 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 and they they announced that he's gonna have a new website where both sides can hear each other out and it's like are you fucking kidding me i literally like people were mocking that mercilessly this week on twitter and i posted like i think every time i saw it i would post the the gif of captain america from like the psa the corny psa punching the where he no where he like flips the chair on backwards and like plops down he's like hello kids (laughs) i'm about to spew some fucking propaganda and it's like exactly like exactly these, these are the fucking guy. These are the guys that are out there that are like, oh, we did this, you know, great movie, uh, but we still made the CIA look good and the troops look good. And, you know, the aliens are bad, but, you know, the U.S. military was right there with the Transformers the whole fucking time. And it's like, just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people like Tim Robbins only really kind of let loose once they're not even working. Like he, he I think he feels more comfortable now to be as, as much of a leftist as he is because he's not really working anymore because he's probably has yeah, enough money to yeah. not have to. John Cusack. Same same kind of yeah. thing, you know, where he's like, all right, I'm not getting any more work Probably anymore. Might as well anymore. cut loose. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I, and I, I'm not saying that their politics hurt them, but I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, you look at the, it, it that certainly happens with like far right wing sure. actors who are, who, you know, people like fucking, uh, yeah. I mean, who's going to put up half a billion dollars to make James a movie Woods or whatever in Hollywood. I mean, not, not to fucking perpetuate the myth that 
Jews run the media, but there are a lot of a lot of investors that invest a lot of money in Hollywood that are Jewish. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. But if you got an actor who is out there talking about human rights in Palestine day in and day out, are they going to get cast in a big Hollywood movie? No, of course they're not. Of course they're fucking not. And that's not to say that, that, you know, the, the, the Jews run the media. That's to say that the people that have a lot of money who are Jewish are probably far more right leaning by the fact that they are fucking rich, not because they're Jewish. Right. That's just, it's, that is a thing. Right. And we shouldn't be afraid to talk about that. It's not a, a bad thing that Jewish people have money. It's a bad thing that right-wing people have money. It's a bad thing that people who don't support human it's a bad rights thing that anyone has control that the media. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's, it's like if you control the media and you're opposed to human rights, uh, your movie about, uh, you know, apartheid is not getting made by Hollywood. So good luck getting it into, you know, a couple select art house cinema theaters, but it's not going to be seen yeah. by a wide audience. I mean, maybe in 200 years, we'll have a movie about uh, ending apartheid in Israel. You know, and we'll all celebrate that long down the road, but it'll never happen while it's still going on. It'll happen long after it's been already ended. Yeah, and I don't even see an end in sight because they just reelected fucking Netanyahu, who <sighs> promised to annex annex the West Bank uh, if he was elected. So now they're just further, further, uh, you know, promising to further encroach on, uh, you know, <laughs> on land that isn't theirs, and and you know displace and potentially well, kill or you know and, and here's the thing if they if they just right. annexed the west bank and made it part of israel they would you know the is israeli jews would immediately become the ethnic minority but they're not going to do that but because that, that yeah, would that's mean, not what it means their whole thing is like well you know they, they bragged about how regardless of race or religion everyone got to vote in israel well first of all a that's not true and that doesn't include any of the people living in the occupied territories right so if you're mm-hmm. occupied by a foreign country and you can't vote in the elections of the country that's occupying you, then you're, that's not a democracy. Right. So yeah, that's and what he means is he'll enact. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he'll annex the West bank and he just won't give citizenship to, to those, uh, Palestinians that no. are, are living in the West Bank not he's already they passed that yeah then not until there's resolution a majority like, which probably won't happen for 100 years even if they did and that's only if they kept uh you know building new illegal settlements and you know knocking down the homes of the people that already live there and burning their olive trees so yeah no it, it is uh, ethnic cleansing uh Mike Gravel wrote a fucking article for Code Pink just a few months ago uh that that clearly called what Israel's doing ethnic cleansing and it's like Mike Gravel, the, the true voice of the left, 88 years old or 89 years old, is outlefting everyone running for president right now. Yeah. Hey, he's got my fucking support. I know, I know he's not actually running to, to win, but uh, wouldn't it be real funny if we put him in the fucking White House? Right. Well, we, we said in 2016, well, even if Bernie doesn't win, he's moving the Overton window. You know, we, we, he's mm-hmm. changing the debate. Well, it's like, now we need somebody further to the left of Bernie to force Bernie to have to start running on, you know, ending apartheid in Israel. <laughs> so we need it. Yeah, because Bernie's Mike really Ravel not good on, on a lot of those issues. So Mike Ravel is going to call him out. And I, I'm really fascinated to see how Bernie's going to react. So, you know, what, you know, whatever you think, <laughs> if you support Bernie, yeah. which, you know, I do, yeah. you want Mike Ravel on the fucking debate stage because he's going to Bernie's going to have left. to respect his elders and Mike Ravel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but Gravel's yeah, going to be like, not something that's that Bernie often. Sanders, young man, you need to listen to a adult. <laughs> <laughs> These young whippersnappers coming up at the party and trying to change things and, you know, not respecting the established wing of the party. When I was reading the Pentagon Papers into the congressional record, Bernie was in short pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be funny shit. But yeah, so I mean, you know, about the Assange thing, you know, obviously this is, it's a really unfortunate situation, but you know, we of course stand in solidarity with Julian and hopefully uh, something, you know, (laughs) I I, I, I say hopefully something good comes of this, but I I don't see that happening. Hopefully, Hopefully they don't, you know, fucking throw him in Guantanamo, lock him in Guantanamo and throw away the key. Hopefully he gets to stand an actual trial in the U.S. and he gets to uh, do it publicly and expose uh, the fraud that is the, the uh, these charges and this attack on. Oh yeah, freedom. well so he, the, we'll the media's ignored it for a long time, but now they can't because now it's like ooh the intrigue mm-hmm. and everything. So I really do hope that you know he he's used his time wisely and has been building a case against whatever they were to throw at him. And you know I mean he's obviously had lawyers all this time that he talks to. Uh, and, and really does put the court on trial and really does put imperialism on trial uh, in, in ways that that the media maybe can't ignore as much now as they did during the, the Chelsea banning trial. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. I think I think Assange is definitely uh, knows how to use the media better than uh, than Manning ever really did. I mean, Manning kind of got played by the media, kind of got. Uh, abused by the media didn't really you know doesn't have the chops really uh to, she's, to she's too that. trusting of people oh, she's way too trusting of yeah if you general. read the fucking chat logs of what what got her thrown in jail in the first place it was like don't fucking tell this shit to strangers you don't yeah, know who the fuck no, these no, people no. are and then again after she you got out she... did the same thing it's like dude well not dude, just dude in the general's dude i know sense, i know but, i know you man it was nobody uh, thinks that's so right that's what like did you pick your um, fucking confidants better yeah, you know, she's, uh, yeah, and I feel even bad Chris on it because she's just, a, you know, a, she's not a, 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 a journalist or anything. She was just a, a person who saw bad shit happening and decided to, you know, blow the whistle on it. And she's, yeah. uh, you know, so she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, cut out for sure. journalism necessarily. It'd but like she if, if Gilly from did her best. Game of Thrones was in charge of fighting the, the White Walkers, he'd be like, no, she doesn't know. Don't she could just put her, <laughs> let her run the baby and the, the books and like not. Yeah. But that's, that's what happens is this world, like we talked about on the Game of Thrones podcast on Monday, this, this world just destroys people like that. People who are not super media savvy but are morally good who are are ethically intelligent the you know people like that are going to be destroyed by an empire like the united states yeah left of the throne check it out in our feeds every monday for the next uh, six weeks (laughs) for the next 35 days Um, well, speaking of people that the media are trying to chew up and spit out, uh, Ilhan Omar is in the news again, uh, for a ridiculous reason. Um, she was speaking to a group called care, um, uh, which is basically like an Islamic rights group, uh, which was started in the wake of nine 11 because of all the incredible Islamophobia and bigotry against, you know, Muslim people in this country. 
because of you know a bunch of assholes uh, who were funded by Saudi Arabia <laughs> that attacked us on 9-11. So she was speaking at this uh, a conference, I guess, for CARE, and she was like, uh, CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties, uh, she said in the speech. So she was clearly saying it like, you know, there was it was not at all a dismissive. And especially if you actually, you know, read the further context of what she was saying, it wasn't remotely a dismissive tone or way that she said it. She was just saying, like, you know, it, she, she's speaking to a group of people like everyone knows what happened on 9-11 in that fucking room. Like, no, she doesn't need to say on 9-11, you know, uh, 17 uh, Saudi hijackers, uh, you know, hijacked planes and flew them into the world. everyone fucking knows what she meant like you know she wasn't trying to be dismissive but of course the right wing fucking lost their minds over this you know again because they just love fucking their stochastic terrorism where they misinterpret and take things out of context that she said so they can show a muslim woman in a hijab on tv saying these things and saying look at how un-american this person is look at what a terrorist sympathizer this person is so she said some people did something rather than 1.2 billion muslims uh all contributed to committing the act of terrorism that took down the the world trade center and the pentagon yeah exactly that was her she didn't say it right anthony she didn't say the right words she didn't say the right words and here's what was always cracked me up about this is when has the right wing ever cared about people in new york city that is no, that is like the the, the the den of you know gay people turning kids trans to become communist you know that that's the whole that is what what the right thinks of new york city right even though new york as you know is probably a lot more right wing than anyone oh, anyone likes right-wing. to actually admit uh but yeah it's just again it's like she was saying some people as opposed to all people some muslims the few, the 17, the those planes who were terrorists as opposed to uh, the 1.2 billion who probably aren't, you know, or haven't, yeah, haven't even done those things. Yeah. Like as in those people acting, so everyone you know, knows what uh, she like meant. And literally yeah. Fox and friends were like, uh, are we sure she's even American? She said the word some and not uh, like, so to, to, to be American means that you have to believe that all Muslims are terrorists. I mean, and that fucking pirate piece of shit, Dan Crenshaw, that congressman with the one eye with the eye patch, oh, who, fucking you know, SNL, SNL, SNL made like a, a mild joke about and then had to like cry and apologize oh, to him about the next. Yeah, week. he just got to get up on, he on the, really fucking. Yeah, he, he got to masturbate and salute the flag at the same time on SNL. It was great. Uh, I watched it. Actually, <laughs> I was it was amazed um, at how, Yo, how so short disgusting. it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what what was his tweet? He tweeted, uh, first member of Congress to ever describe terrorists who killed thousands of Americans on 9-11 as some people who did something unbelievable. And then Brian Kilmeade uh, literally said, uh, you have to wonder if she's an American first. I mean, this is just fascist fucking language. They're they're literally trying to get people to fucking murder this. Wasn't Ilhan Omar uh, criticized for questioning the dual loyalty uh, that's uh-huh. that some Americans have with Israel. Now they're saying it's totally cool when they do it to her, though. Yeah, yeah. What's her loyalty with a human rights organization? How dare she post. have a dual loyalty with a human human rights group that cares about the lives of Muslims? 
I tweeted about it today. So I was I was fucking disgusted when I walked into work today. I passed the newsstand. New York Post had a picture, uh, you know, that said like, "Oh, here's just something" with like a picture of uh, the towers explode. You know, the plane crashing into the towers on 9/11. Like, re- like, okay, you're gonna fucking. They're, they're literally trying to get her murdered. Like, they're trying to get somebody to fucking murder her. And there was an article today about how death threats to her office are up like tenfold since this fucking coverage. They're literally trying right. to get some lunatic like that National Can't Guard guy that almost fucking hit the caller ID and somebody leaves a fucking death threat. Can't they just like, oh, caller ID? Well, they, I think they have screening now where they report these people. The Some guy just got arrested last week for threatening her. Yeah. And so they clearly do have some kind of screening. But this is this is unbelievably fucking racist and xenophobic. And they're trying to get this woman killed because she has opinions that fucking upset the American empire. Oh, she talks about how corrupting Israel's effects are, or how corrupting Israel is on the on uh, American foreign policy. She talks about the shit that we're doing with Saudi Arabia. She talks about a lot of shit of, of the coup. Where she's one of the strongest voices in all of Washington on this bullshit coup in Venezuela. She had the temerity to criticize Elliot Abrams to her face to his face. Uh, so now they're trying to fucking destroy her. Like in any way they can, sure. Politically, you know, in the court of public opinion, if some lunatic right winger kills her, they'll be fine with that. That's that mission accomplished, sure. as far as they're concerned. And they'll be fine with that, especially if anyone who's Muslim retaliates for her for her mm-hmm. assassination. They'd be like, "See, see, see! Look, they're all terrorists now." Somebody didn't like the fact that we, uh, you know, the first uh, first Muslim woman that wears hijab uh has been assassinated and they go and you know beat up some uh evangelical right wingers that's the proof that they're all terrorists that so they would love nothing more than to do that to her to incite a retaliation so i mean and this is just so uh, you know disgust disgusting and upsetting and i really feel for her like you know and we we talked about the kind of pressure aoc was under where they were scrutinizing her every move this is a thousand times worse because they're really genuinely right. trying to bring violence upon her and this well, is really i mean aoc scary. is only three of the five things that they hate about ilhan ilhan hits all five things the right hates right she's a refugee she's black she's leftist she's muslim and a woman right so mm-hmm. she's all five she's the the the, the I don't even know what you call that. The the five point trifecta. <laughs> Somebody that knows Latin, look up what the what a five version of trifecta means for me and leave it in the comments, please. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, and and just just the the sight of her makes them fucking seethe. You can tell, like when they talk about her on Fox News. Right. At least with AOC, other- they're kind of like attracted to her, so it's sort of like a flirtatious you know like oh she wants mm-hmm. socialism and then like draw a caricature of her with like huge tits mm-hmm. you know and you're like oh you actually just you just jerk off hating her right and mm-hmm. i think with with it's <laughs> actually not a bad looking uh oh, she's gorgeous. Like, not gorgeous you know I, you know she's like almost 40 that, that i was fucking shocked when i heard black that. don't crack what can you say but yeah i my my I thing is, like is her fashion, fashion like sense I hate to be like, you know, girls got fashion because obviously like that's not the thing I really give a shit about. I care about her politics more than anything, her fucking commitment to human rights, uh, her fearlessness. Oh, but she's definitely like an, a fashion icon. Yeah. Sense, I mean, just you know. just the like the patterns that she'll pick, you know, like just I, I did an appreciation post about some of the, you know, the kind of the uh, headscarves she'll wear. They're fucking phenomenal. 
and nobody, everyone's like, oh, here's the the fashion of, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But what about the fucking Muslim headscarves? Let's talk about the, you know, thousands of years of, of fashion that's gone into some of those designs. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I have a bad feeling about how this will all end, but, you know, hopefully nothing horrible happens. I guess we'll, well see. Well, you, do, you just read how Trump re, reappointed or like he just reassigned or fired the the old head of the secret service this week mm-hmm. too and it's like you yeah. know there's some right-wing motherfuckers in the secret service like they're they're cops that protect politicians they're they're bodyguards for politicians right mm-hmm. you know how hard would it be for a conspiracy on that level to get in there and you know oh we heard about a thing that's going to happen we just happen to you know not jump in front of that bullet when we know what's coming i also could be wrong but i don't think Congress people get Secret Service details. They, I think they, senators they do, do, but it's not as much. Like it's not like a whole group of people that follow them around with, with like, SUVs or anything like that. But yeah, I can call them. I think, but like they don't have like twenty four seven detail. I believe I could be wrong, but I have to read more about that. But I, I remember reading and being kind of shocked, considering how high profile some of these Congress people are. That a lot of them have to like hire their own private security. Oh, I'm sure they have to hire security. security on their own, some level, depending on how bad the threat is. But yeah, it's especially her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is terrifying, especially when um, fucking Laura Loomer can just show up at her house and and stand yeah, there yeah. banging on her family's house, banging on the door. She's like, I don't think anyone's coming to the door. Um, just to fucking make them shit their pants, she should like hire the Muslim Brotherhood to fucking guard her. Hey, I got a, I got in the bow ties. I got passports and visas for Hamas to come over and guard my house. So uh, there you go, Fox <laughs> News. Hope you're happy. You made this happen. Oh my god, heads would explode. It would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, you know that's an unfortunate situation, but uh, you know, not not unexpected. Uh, also not unexpected is uh, Barack Obama peeking his head out of his cave to uh, Hector the left, because that's all he seems to want to do when he comes out of hiding is to uh, talk shit to the actual left wing of the party, a.k.a. the only wing of the party that's actually energized to do anything uh, right now. So he gave a speech at some conference in Germany where I'm sure he was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak. Um, and he really uh you know right now you know everyone's running for president talking about these big ideas and uh american people are really energized to go out and get rid of trump and replace him with somebody who's gonna bring them these policies these bold policies things like medicare for all things like the green new deal to actually revitalize this economy and uh you know provide everyone with health care things like that so sounds like what are Obama great ideas obama would be a fool not to support for the sake of the party right Obviously, yeah. So uh, you, you have some of his comments, don't you? I well, I, I did have one of them. I was uh, a little, um, you know, uh, surprised at his lack of enthusiasm for the upstarts in the party because uh, he said, "quote uh, referring to the ACA quote that was not the ideal healthcare program that I wanted to set up. It's what I could get at the time, and if I could establish the principle that everyone gets healthcare." And only get 20 million people more health care, even if 10 million still hadn't gotten it. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> no, so, of course, you're being a little bit sarcastic well, so, there. So, but, I mean, 
So he's basically that's literally not what he did. Like he didn't establish the principle that everyone gets health care. No, because 28 million people still don't fucking have health care <laughs> no, under his health care. It was plan. Romney care. And those about? numbers he just pulls out of his ass, too, because it's like uh, yeah, I got 20 million. He got more than 20 million people health care, but it wasn't free health care. It wasn't, you know, and the idea that. No, he forced a bunch of people to buy private health insurance right. and still left 30 million people uninsured. Right. So it wasn't, so what the fuck it wasn't 10 about? million people that didn't get it. It was 29 million people that didn't get it. So, but just the idea that he's pretending as though he established the principle that everyone should have health care is fucking bullshit. If you did that, then so did Mitt Romney because what you passed was Romney care. <laughs> fucking liar and i remember back in 2009 when they were having those town hall debates and anyone that wanted to talk about single payer got literally dragged out of the fucking room it wasn't even an an option they would consider it was a non-starter and then they pretended oh it was just joe lieberman's one vote no it wasn't it was a concerted effort to block it from ever being discussed during these town halls his point, man, on on the fucking healthcare bill was sent there by the fucking health insurance lobby. And I can't recall his name, and I, I apologize, but people can look it up to fucking kill the public right. option. They they well, like he and he knew that. So like he he behind the scenes fucking knew that. So anytime you hear a Pod Save America jerk off lying about how <laughs> oh Joe Lieberman fucking it was it was just fucking Joe Lieberman, we would have right. had public bull fucking shit. Obama put that asshole on his staff. Knowing that that guy was going to lobby to kill a public option, he fucking knew and it of because course. that's what his penance so, for taking the money from the health insurance lobby was during the uh, election. Every time I hear somebody say, "Well, you know, what's wrong with just having Medicare for all, but still not abolishing the private health care industry for people who don't like Medicare for all and still want to buy their own health insurance?" Those, those that like that bullshit line, right? Like the, the, yeah, yeah. the, the Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg. Bullshit. Yeah. like, well, I support Medicare for all, but I still short support private insurance. Like you're a fucking liar. You can't support both. You either support one or the other. And it, with the people that want to disingenuously say that, well, if you don't like having all your medical care expenses covered uh, for free, who would like to purchase an extra, you know, more expensive plan for the exact same coverage, uh, there's the private health care industry. What the fuck are those people doing? You know, and they're and because I, I generally will see people get tricked by those assholes and say, well, I don't understand what the mm-hmm. problem with a single payer public option would be, because why wouldn't some people also want to have private insurance? It's like, why would you pay more for the exact same fucking thing just so some fucking CEO can get rich off of the, you know, the the overhead, the the profits that you're paying to them? Well, and when. So, and the problem just, you know, for, and from someone who works in healthcare, just to explain to people why that's an issue and why it's bullshit and why they're going to that is because it would leave the private health insurance industry largely intact. And what that would do is incentivize things like unions, things like large employers to keep their contracts with these, with these private healthcare uh, insurers. And they would continue and they would be incentivized to do so. Therefore the, general pool of medicare recipients wouldn't have nearly the uh buying power and the uh essentially the buying power that they would have if everyone in the fucking country just had medicare if everyone in the country had medicare 
a doctor wouldn't be able to say, well, I don't take Medicare. Exactly. The Medicare buy-in. Exactly. I'm really, oh, you I'm know. so fucking glad you brought that up because I've gone to like democratic club meetings where they'll invite mm-hmm. doctors to come there and talk about why they don't support Medicare for all. And it always comes down to, well, if I had, was forced to take only Medicare patients, I wouldn't make enough money to own my uh, three houses and four yachts. You know, it, mm-hmm. like it, it's straight, like straight up, they say that they that's what they, it is. Yeah. It, they admit that they would refuse Medicare for all patients if they're allowed to, right? <laughs> Which, but and if the only option was that everyone in the country had Medicare for all, they literally would not be able to stay in business sure. if they didn't accept Medicare. Sure. So what? That's the point. Is that there? There, plenty of doctors. Who don't take Medicaid now because they don't like the reimbursement rates. Exactly. And I get it. I get it. If you go to med school, you probably have a lot of fucking student debt, right? But there's the other solution. Maybe you should support free college. Maybe you should support free fucking college. (laughs) So those fucking med students don't have to be so far in debt that they refuse to take Medicare for all. Man, I feel like we just figured out a lot of shit really quickly. (laughs) Did we just solve America? Yeah. Um. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. How come we're not called Pod Save America? <laughs> I don't know. They beat us to it. But um yeah, so I mean as, yeah, and essentially all of these things feed into each other. And that's why Bernie has been hammering them since the fucking, you know, Stone Age that he we need to have, you know, free public colleges, you know, Medicare for all. All these things are cyclical and feed off of each other. And that's the reason why he doesn't compromise on these issues. And that's the reason why the Democrats fucking hate his guts, because they all take money from all the industries that are going to lose billions of dollars if any of these policies are enacted. You know, the for-profit colleges, the for-profit health insurance industries, the for-profit prisons, et cetera, et cetera. So when people when you hear a politician say, I support Medicare for all, you know, but I still want people to have the option to keep their health private health insurance then they don't support Medicare for all. They support a Medicare buy-in, which is not the same thing and does not fundamentally guarantee healthcare as a right to every American. And that's, again, another situation where if you means test something or if you don't make it for everybody, it's a lot easier to get rid of and or reduce and or cut. Exactly. That's why you can't means test fucking exactly. Social Security beta work. Same thing with fucking charter schools. The Republicans to get rid of like, oh, there's a, yeah. there's an opt out for paying taxes for public schools, and that's called charter schools, where we uh, make the performance higher by making it more rote uh, memorization by having taskmasters instead of actual teachers, and we cut the you know we save money by paying people who are not accredited teachers who aren't certified teachers. We just get a bunch of fucking interns to do it for you know less money. Right. That's what that's what they want to hold. That that's currently what our our, our and they don't allow their teachers to exactly. Either. That's what our health industry is right now, and we're trying to make it into a public school version. You know, like we want healthcare to be the same as public school. Only instead of based mm-hmm. it on property tax, it's it's you know we average all of it, so everyone gets the same coverage. If you need more education or more healthcare, you get it because it's 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 socialized <laughs> right that's the which is point. by the way how public schools should also be uh do, right. how money yeah, should also be distributed in public I'm, schools but that's there's all definitely thing. you know flaws in that whole system of basing uh, educational uh rewards based on property value locally because obviously uh we have a little bit of a problem with uh, uh economic equality on a geographic level in this country so yeah and on you know on uh 
unspoken segregation, basically, in, in, in terms of zoning and housing and things like that. So, oh, it's uh, I, um, I speak about it a lot, actually. <laughs> I don't like, I, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like it, it's not called segregation, but it's absolutely no. fucking segregation. Well, you, you've got all these people who talk about, you know, the upside of gentrification. And I've talked about this. I've written about this for years that gentrification is just a fancier word for segregation. That's all it is. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, of course. you know, you don't call it a racial segregation. You say it's just an economic. Just call, they should just call it whitening. Then if you just call it whitening, I think people will understand it's, a lot it's more. It's just what a it actually... safer neighborhood. You go there late at night, and it's it's dark out, and you just feel safer than some places. It's really revitalized, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what you always hear from. Oh people. yeah, I actually I had a very brief job where I had to write. Um, reviews of neighborhoods for a real estate website and i knew how to write by then oh and i had to like write basically the total opposite of what i actually believe but i was really fucking poor at the time so i needed to do it and sure. i can't tell you how many times i used you, the words unique and up and coming in the same sentence to describe <laughs> every single fucking neighborhood i couldn't afford when i was writing this thing <laughs> so wow um and i think i got paid like a couple hundred dollars for it too so yeah so, oh, and also just real quick before you get off it, in that same speech, Obama also said that uh, people that uh, are uh, afraid of uh, immigration aren't necessarily racist. So, you know, he's really just being helpful on all fronts. It's really super <laughs> fucking helpful, Barry, when you come out of your fucking windsurfing with Richard Branson to just be a fucking right winger. Like, I, don't, I what, what, why are you bother? Just fucking stay away. Stay away. You're a fucking cancer to the party, just like fucking Hillary. No, well, like just stay away. Lena Dunham. It's just it's like Lena Dunham is like basically uh, Arya Stark and a Barack Obama mask, right? Like it's just it's like an even worse <laughs> version of Obama than mm -hmm. when he was president. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean the, the, the people that are opposed to immigration, uh, you, you know, they're not opposed to somebody from canada coming well he said afraid which is even worse because that's you're certainly fucking racist if you're afraid of immigrants yeah no i mean it's like the definition you, of xenophobia you're literally afraid of them. like nobody is afraid of somebody who comes here from canada and overstays their visa by several <laughs> years because they look like them and they never tell the difference they're they're afraid and they're racist against the people who are not even immigrants but are just people of color right who might be an immigrant yeah. the people at at fucking you know uh Walgreens who get in a screaming match with somebody for speaking Spanish and they say go back to Mexico and it's like I was born here I'm fuck I'm from San Diego what the fuck are you talking about I speak two languages unlike how you, dare you speak, speak one language. Spanish while you're pouring my coffee at Starbucks barista like what yeah those people are clearly fucking racist or you're pouring my grande coffee yeah so yeah, fuck Obama, right-wing fucking hack president, fucking hate that guy. And again, I've said it before, but I don't hate him for what he didn't do, that, oh, Republicans wouldn't let him do the, the super liberal things. It's total bullshit, no, yeah, the, he, he, I hate that president for the things he did do that were the exact same fucking thing as the president before him. In every way possible, yep. Obama renewed the Bush doctrine, willingly, and he, and yep. he did it, and no one stopped him. And expanded it, you know, deported way more people than George uh, Bush Jr. Uh, expanded two wars to seven. Renewed the Patriot you know, Act. That were bombing. Yep. Renewed the Patriot Act. Renewed the, um, and, uh, oh my God, what the hell is it called? The uh, Nash, uh, and uh, the thing that repeals habeas corpus is I can't remember the acronym for. I want <laughs> right. to say NDAA. 
Yeah, it is. We're going to go back to the 1300s and get rid of that whole, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) guilty until proven uh, innocent thing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The thing where it says they could call you a terrorist and throw you in a cell and lock you away forever, which they're probably going to use against Julian Assange. So thanks, Obama. Um, But but anyway, on to hopefully some better uh, news. Bernie uh, today reintroduced his Medicare for All bill, the 2019 Medicare for All Act in the Senate. So uh, awesome. You know, it's, you know, not unexpected, but I'm glad he reintroduced it. And hopefully he's going to, you know, Mitch McConnell almost would be. I'd be almost shocked to see Mitch McConnell try to I wouldn't be shocked rather to see Mitch McConnell try to bring it to a vote like he did with the Green New Deal just to force it because he knows it's not going to pass. But it would be funny if he did it to force as a wedge issue. But hopefully the Democrats don't get fucking duped again and do what they did with the Green New Deal and they actually vote on it. Because if they actually vote on it, then we'll get to see who really supports it. Hey, Kirsten Gillibrand, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, you claim you support it. Let's see if you fucking vote for it. Well, even if you know it's not going to happen. I pass. mean, I, I, I have to agree with, uh, you know, Beto and Kamala and Gildebrand and Klobuchar and whoever fucking hacker Hillary version. Right? Well, Klobuchar is uh, you know, yeah. the, you know, clearly we all support Medicare for all, just not this bill or the, you know, the bill after that or the bill after that one either, you know. It's like, no, of course they don't fucking support it because they'll do they'll do any maybe in like 30, 40 to years or so. avoid actually support it. No, and and that like I told you last week, the you know, there was um, somebody I know who supports uh, Buddha Judge, Buddha Judge, whatever the fuck his name is, just purely because like they listened to NPR a bunch and heard about him and was like, oh, here's a here's a good enough progressive for me that I don't have to like Bernie anymore. And mm-hmm. I kind of was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling that guy. And then I, I, I sent this person a, a tweet that had a list of all the things that, um, you know, were, were huge, clear deal breakers for that guy. Red flags. Yeah. yeah. And I and the response I got was, see, I knew you'd find something not to like about him. Like, as though that's how <laughs> policy works, you know, like we're living in hell. Uh, I, I only I only found like, five <laughs> glaring holes in any logical person's brain where this guy doesn't support a single fucking thing you do. So sorry I had to bring that to light. But the fucking the, the mainstream liberal establishment has poisoned liberals brains so much to that the mere act of bringing up a politician's record is considered being a purist. That's the fucking hellscape we are living in, in 2019. I mean, it's just people beat Buttigieg, not that I even wanted to talk about him necessarily today, but fucking didn't thought, thought Obama went too far in, in commuting Chelsea Manning sentence. He didn't support that. Cause he's a fucking bootlicker ex military guy. Right. Uh, Pete, but he also in an article wrote about, uh, how on college in college uh, when he was uh, on his way to attend a uh, a talk by Howard Dean of all people, funny enough, um, he passed a group of striking students who were striking to uh, get cafeteria workers raises, and he called them social justice warriors. He referred to these people striking for higher wages for uh, uh, cafeteria workers <laughs> as social justice warriors. That's hilarious. So that's the kind of piece because, of shit right where the people. Yeah, that, that cracks me up because I've gone to many. Uh, labor strikes and i'll see like real 
SJW show up and they'll be disgusted that like the real working class people don't use like the right words for everything and, and still say off color jokes because they're like true blue collar people from, you know, like their types, <laughs> union people yeah. that, you know, don't follow all the, you know, the, the, the ever changing list of words you're not allowed to say rules. Right. Um, sure. and, and yeah, I'll see those people like, yeah, I went to that, uh, uh, labor salary protest and, uh, and I heard, a you know, uh, uh, you know, big, uh, AO, you know, what is it that Layuna Layuna is AFL, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Layuna is like, uh, uh, they drive LIU. Yeah. They, um, yeah, they drive like, um, heavy machinery. Like that's what their union specializes mm-hmm. in. And those guys definitely say some off color shit that I wouldn't necessarily say. And I've definitely sure. seen some people who were very, a little bit more fragile who came to those rallies and were like, I, they were just fucking shocked at the things that people would say <laughs> just casually, not even racist, not homophobic, not sexist, but just the things they would say to each other as jokes, you know, and, and they would all laugh oh, about yeah. it. And like overhearing that, they'd be like, Oh, I don't, I'm not going back to one of their rallies. They don't use this. They don't use God, the, the film union guys are the worst. Uh, like yeah, that. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they are, but. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's just hilarious that Buttigieg would think that a, a cafeteria worker union of all things was <laughs> related to any semblance of SJWism. Well, but it, but he and he wrote that himself. This wasn't like an obser- observation by a reporter. He wrote that in some piece, so he was like proud of the fact they made this observation. So it shows you what he thinks about labor rights. So is that that's really the guy that that's going to be the. Bernie said young Bernie Sanders give me a fucking break like pathetic um yeah no he's a bootlicker he, has, he doesn't believe in policy he doesn't believe in in stating his policies he said the people are too ideological so yeah that's that that's strike three four five and six you know you're you're out too ideological <laughs> yeah that it always cracks me up and you know Obama oh. says you're too, you're, it's there's too much purity you know, or too much ideology. It's like, where too rigid, too much rigidity. He said, it's like, really? So I have another word for that. It's called integrity. Like where's, where's your fucking having principles, having principles. It's called being a leader, fucking leadership, you know? Oh, the, you, you have too many purity tests against Hillary. No, it's a leadership test. And she failed on the fucking leadership test. Yeah. Pretty, pretty uh, resoundingly, as a matter of fact. Oh, God. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see what happens with Bernie's bill. But uh, again, the guy's been fighting for this for 30-something years, uh, still fighting for it. Uh, and all they can do is talk about uh, his tax returns because, you know, mm-hmm. that's the fucking hellscape we live in right now. And, uh, you know, that's that was the big cry of the fucking shit libs because they had nothing else to attack him on because he was saying like hey hillary uh could we please see the transcripts from the speeches that you released the transcripts thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars a pop uh to wall street uh we were curious what you promised them and then hillary the only thing she could go well, why don't you release your tax returns and he released his 2014 tax return they were like well that's not enough and blah blah, blah. um for, so first of all Congress is, uh, by law, required to file financial disclosure records, which he has done every year. And you can see how much money he has made every year of his career, you know, since whatever fucking year that law passed, like long, I think it was in the 90s, uh, all on record. So that's no fucking mystery. Uh, And 
no candidate actually is required to release their tax returns during the primary. This was just some thing that they came up with as a smear against him. And there's actually an article that people dug up back from uh, 08 uh, where Hillary said that she wouldn't release her tax returns until she became the nominee. And she didn't release her tax returns back then. She released her tax returns. uh, She thinks she released five or six years of tax returns in 2016, but she didn't release them when she ran against Obama. So now Bernie uh, is like, yeah, I'll release my tax returns. I'll release them on tax day. And he's going to release 10 years of tax returns. Um, And the big news coming out of it was that, oh, my God, well, Bernie's a millionaire now. Uh, Yeah, because he's been serving in government since, you know, like 1500 years before I was alive. (laughs) And he's, you know, making you make one hundred and seventy two thousand dollars a year as a congressman. Like he'd be a fool to not be a millionaire at this point. But then it was also because he got it. You know, he's wait, got a couple so of he didn't spend books. all of his, his salary on seven Lamborghinis. So he's been hoarding all of his wealth all that time that the, the no, Jew has been he's, hoarding he's been, the money that he, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just so ironic that that's the one kid that the Jewish candidates, the one guy that they're like, let me see your, your taxes, Bernie, let me right. see your gold. Like, yeah. But of course, you know, Beto O'Rourke, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, none of these people have released any no. tax returns. Beto's like, from just, a billionaire the one dynasty. That hammering he on. married a fucking heiress to a billion dollars. And they don't care about that. I'd love to see Joe Biden's tax returns. I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated to see what Joe Biden. So, so here's the, the thing um, that, that fucking gets me and the people that really don't understand that it, it's like anyone that has a million dollars. Well, you clearly can't be a real socialist. You're a fucking hypocrite, right? No, Bernie has the money he has because he earned his own money by being a civil servant. Right. If you're a senator and writing and a book, writing a book. <laughs> right. So he profited from his own labor that is fucking socialism, is you owning the means of production. He wrote the book himself. Now, obviously, uh, some other people, uh, you know, printed the book, chopped it up in pieces and, you know, printing press, whatever. And I hoped that they were union. I'm sure Bernie would probably want to make sure his book was printed by union, uh, you know, printmakers. Yeah, but because uh, he thinks about shit like that. But yeah, so the, you know, this is this is a thing I've always had not much of a problem. Oh, by with, the way, just just to that stars point, being millionaires, because it's like, no, they they were paid for being the fucking talent. It's not on the backs of other people who, you know, they basically stole labor from. That's that's the big exactly. difference. Exactly. But just to your point, I ordered a Bernie T-shirt from this campaign and in the inseam of the shirt, it says printed it, proudly printed at a union shop in blah, 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 US. I forget where, but it literally, yeah, no, even his T-shirts are made at a union. Right. Because like, he doesn't, he doesn't really focus on that. Bernie is the union man. Absolutely. Um but, but so, yeah, go ahead. but to that point about the millionaire thing, I, like I don't have a problem with somebody having a million dollars. Ideally, in an ideal world, we'd all have enough money to fucking live and and live happy, comfortable lives. But you don't get to be a billionaire on your own labor. There's oh. no one that has earned a billion dollars. But you can certainly earn a million dollars be by becoming a fit. But people think of like you know you hear people complain about athletes and shit. It's like. There's, I, I guarantee you, you can count on one hand the number of athletes who have a billion dollars. You do not make a billion dollars playing sports. Sure. Tom Brady, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, has probably made about $200 million in his NFL career, maybe another $200 million from endorsements. That is astronomical. He's still not even close to having $1 billion. No. That's the, even the highest, highest threshold. paid player has nowhere close to the money the owners Right. And what do the owners do besides collect fucking subsidies from taxpayers to build stadiums? Not yeah, a they fucking li- thing. Literally have people 
people kill themselves for that to that and they make yeah. you know billions and of you dollars you might think on their uh, robert like that's, robert downey jr got 25 million dollars or 30 million dollars to play iron man again it's like okay yeah but that was that money came from uh the two billion people that saw the movie and he got like one mm-hmm. cent of every ticket of that to be the face of that yeah. movie okay so yeah he got he got a lot of money robert downey jr or whoever is in a movie but that's like a little tiny bit that everyone voluntarily paid because they wanted to fucking go see iron man yeah he's not stealing people's labor to to you know right. profit that's off not of 20 that. million not people forced, forced to, work to for him make the movie that he got rich off of that's what fucking mm-hmm. howard schultz does <laughs> So yeah, that's what the Disney Corporation does. You know that who owns the, the Marvel franchise. Like that's you know it's just yeah no. I so I I think that's obviously a hacky ridiculous point that people are trying to make. It's that whole like well you know that whole meme of like you know you <laughs> I want to improve society somewhat, and then there's the other the idiot saying yet you participate in society. How interesting, you know like that. Yeah. yeah, how interesting. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, sure. He has some money because he's had a lifelong career as a public servant and has written some books that were really successful because people really wanted to hear his message. Uh, And he's saying, hey, uh, anyone with fucking money should be paying higher taxes. I should be paying higher taxes. Everyone uh, clearly the the larger flaw here is that if you bought Bernie's book instead of, you know, checking out the library, you can't call yourself a socialist. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, he probably didn't buy his own book. He probably yeah, he checks probably it out from the fucking did. Burlington book. <laughs> probably has a dog. Uh, <laughs> They're probably calling him up. Bertie, you, you've had this book out for fucking three years now. You owe like $75. In late I wanted fees. to make some notes uh, in, the, know, in, the, in the margins of the book I wrote. Is that so bad? <laughs> well, Bernie, it is the library's copy. You're right. You're right. It's the people's copy. I should not have made notes. I was just trying to approve upon what I'd already <laughs> written. Forgive me. Make a donation to the he library. He definitely has like four four library books on his like kitchen table that are like way overdue. That, I like, feel like Bernie's got four library work. books just in his pockets at all times. <laughs> He's pulling pulling notes after the bell. Oh, shit, wait, no, that's my, my copy of To Kill a Mockingbird. Hang on, hang on. Go, Gore Vidal. Uh, this, this, this Julian Assange, Gore Vidal. I, I'll put that on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, it's fucking ridiculous. And that's, that'll be the news cycle when he releases them and they're going to try to dissect them. But then, then of course, that's never it, it was never about that. And it, they never cared about that. They you, After he announced he'd released 10 years, people were like, oh, well, why 10? Why not 11? Is it because Jane got a loan and blah, blah, blah from this? But like they're just they are literally just trying to find any fucking bullshit fake narrative that can stick to him because nothing sticks to him because they don't actually have anything on him. That's the whole point of this because all their candidates are super fucking dirty and they're trying to find anything they can to sling at him. And they can't because he's lived a mostly, you know, scandal free public life because he's just a fucking guy who, Cares about issues well, and has been a mostly you, an outcast you, in Congress. For you say years. scandal free, but you get forget the part where uh, all this time he was a millionaire and he was riding around freeloading on Hillary Clinton's fleet of private jets, trying to save her train wreck of a campaign when he could have been <laughs> buying a ticket himself. I mean, if there's not hypocrisy, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And then, of course, he would have missed a bunch of rallies and they would have blamed him for not taking a private plane and not making more of an effort. To, you know, oh, Bernie's too pure for a private jet. I see how it is. Yeah. No, no. 
what 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 did what of his staffers call the Hillary people? Like what are the biggest fucking ingrates in all of Washington DC? I, I thought they said like shitheads, but I could be just embellishing myself. It, you know? it was something like that. Yeah. No, I think it, it they said they were like just that. the meanest really people. Like they just most spiteful. They did they no, they 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 people. did swear at them though. Too. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um or maybe you call them like the most vindictive motherfucker. Whatever like it was. That. Um Bald so cunts. in any event. <laughs> not fooling anyone with that top knot. <laughs> Permanently um, in Game of Thrones mode. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that we pretty much covered everything for this week. We did we got through? Uh, it obviously, it was a very, yeah. very eventful week. I, you know, it was funny yesterday. I was putting together a rundown. And I was pulling like I was like, oh fuck, we got nothing to talk about. Like I don't know, we'll talk about Pete Buttigieg for ten minutes. Like I was trying yeah. to come up with shit, and then like today, you know, the fucking Ilhan Omar thing, and then the, oh, the fucking Julian Assange thing. And yeah, it's like, Ilhan's wow, been okay. building for a while, and and Assange was reported, you know, any day now for like the last month. So, well, they've been saying that for almost a year, but like now it's really, yeah. it, it picked up in the last month for sure. I, I would, but, if, you know, and I've said this before, like, I don't know what he knows, obviously, about what he has or hasn't done or what, what may be out there, but I would not want to just sit in a room not knowing, you know, like at least put the fucking court on trial, you know, get out there, fight it fight it in public instead of just being, you know, self-imposed imprisonation there. I, I, yeah. I really think he's concerned. He's not going to get to do that. He's not going to get a fair trial. He's not going to get to be heard. He's not going to get a public trial. Like, you know, they're going to seal it. They're going to throw him. They're going to give him a kangaroo fucking court on trumped up charges that have, or, that have no evidence behind them. They did the, you yeah, might not even get I, a jury yeah trial. I agree. That's the fear. And we've all seen this before, but Daniel Ellsberg, same thing with him and he fought it and he won. So if, yeah. if people, you know, but times are even more draconian and worse, than, I think, than, than the Nixon Elford administration, I agree. And the reason for that is because now you have liberals siding with the police state, siding with the surveillance state and saying mm-hmm. Trump's yep. right to do this. It's like, I thought, I thought, no I thought fucking Trump was the reason you hated Assange. And now you, <laughs> it's just like, through, through they can't, lines. no, they can't fucking get it straight. Yeah, exactly. They can't, they, they it's, it, no. Anyway, we're just rehashing yeah, shit, but I'm glad that we had stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, good cast. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try to find my way back to Twitter at some point. Uh, hopefully, Jules, if you're listening, uh, you're out there doing the same. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I think Jules might 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 uh, train herself to Twitter headquarters at this point because they, they fucked her over so many times. She's going to be furious. Yeah, well, I, talk, I talked Poor to her Jules. just before the show, and she worked like a 16-hour day, she told me. So I think she's uh, doesn't oh, care too much about Twitter till tomorrow. <laughs> so. At the moment. But then, yeah, and then she, when she when it sets in, she's going to rage. So we'll, we we'll see. We can't just have like a, a real leftist Twitter, aside from Mastodon, you know, that... that one that actually works. One that works yeah. where you're not just like, I clicked on a thing, nothing happened is the... Can we just like, can we just like lay siege to Twitter's <laughs> headquarters and take over the building have, and like yeah. run it as we see yeah, fit? They have too many, too many headquarters though. But yeah, I remember when they first started, everyone, you know, I knew people who had met Jack in real life who wanted to invest in like other uh, progressive tech startups. And we're like, oh, he's the guy to go to because he'll tell you how to do it. And I was like, how long is that going to last, though? Because once you got the money and then you got a big enough platform, it's like, nope, I'm going to start banning people that I, you know, are using the platform as intended democratically to get a voice out there for things that should have a voice. Um, 
Well, you know, he's going to kill his own creation because they're they're talking about like hiding ratios now and hiding. Like he, he's just going to take away everything that people right. actually stay on. And Twitter eventually, for. he's going to go gonna bankrupt. Be- Same thing with Tumblr getting rid of porn. Like, what else did you yep. go for to, to Tumblr if not <laughs> porn? Now, uh, still good gifts there, but I mean, without porn, it's it's going to tank. But who did that to them? It was fucking Apple that took the Tumblr app off of their app store because of a you know very isolated case of, of child pornography. Well, it's like, well, obviously Tumblr doesn't have the ability to police the age of every picture uploaded to them, but no other platform is held to that yeah. standard, right? So why was Tumblr taken down? You know, what's it's just it's like all this this huge uh, corporate jockeying for supremacy between Yahoo and Apple and Comcast, and Disney and whatever, and the, the people that really get hurt are the people that just want to have a voice, the people that want to have self expression, uh, the, the sex workers that want to be able to. Um, you know, offer those services online where it's safe. Backpage, they shut down Exactly, backpage. as opposed to being forced on the street or having a pimp or whatever. People that just want to express something that's an idea that's not popular, that's not threatening in, in any way, or a joke about cancer like I made this week. We're being harmed by these shitty fucking corporate policies that aren't designed to hurt us so much as they are to make sure that they maintain profitability in the bullshit marketplace of uh, you know, social media platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's the real circular firing squad is those companies. But uh, Obama would rather talk about people actually trying to uh, help people not die. So you know, that's that's where we're at. But uh, <laughs> that about does it for us this week. Uh, if you want to help the show out, uh, obviously the most important thing you can do is share out the show so more people can hear it. Um, you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get heard, uh, helps us get in the rankings. Uh, you can follow us <clears throat> on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash move left. If you want to uh, support the show another way, you can uh, become a Patreon, patreon.com slash move left. Uh, if you want to pick up some merch from the show, tinyurl.com slash move left merch. And that link works now, um, correct? You- yeah. Awesome. No, move left merch works. <laughs> I just kept saying tinyurl.com slash move left, which was not my link. And I don't know who fucking had it. It was some like New York Times article. But um, yeah, tinyurl.com slash move left merch is the merch uh, page. Good. Uh, if you yeah, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, I am on Twitter <laughs> still uh, for now at move Clearly underscore not left. controversial uh, enough if you're still on Twitter right now when uh, half, half I'm, of the I'm, hosts I'm trying of the to be careful because it's the only way. People- <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. If we lose you, we lose we lose all hope. And Pat and Pat got banned. One, his first account got banned. So three fourths of the of the semi regular hosts of this show have been banned by Twitter. At some point. Well, clearly we got to get blue check status. So we gotta we gotta start uh, courting the the Pod Save America. Jules should have fucking had blue check status. She had twenty thousand followers. Like she was a uh, she had way well, more followers than a lot of. You blue also checks. have to prove you have uh, significant cultural relevance. Where uh, cultural relevance means how profitable are you to a market you mm-hmm. know i mean the krasenstein brothers sure. are the krasensteins even checkmarked <laughs> i don't even know if they are oh they yeah they are, are. yeah they are. yeah they're, they're checkmarked literally for being reply guys to the president and to aoc <sighs> and to writing a goofy fucking book about robert Mueller. I would, you know that's what i should do is i should just like make like a parody neolib character online <laughs> and just have, have like very centrist criticisms of the left and the right 
and, you know, set up a fake blog and try to get it blue check as like a legitimate uh, cultural insight type account and just see if that fucking happens over an actual left wing account that uh, is is uh, <laughs> opposed to war. Yeah, probably would work, unfortunately. Lean in. Um. <laughs> Oh man, fuck everything. Um, yeah. And oh, and also, uh, every Monday, uh, night or so, uh, check our feed because we are going to be releasing uh, a new episode of Left of the Throne, which is our Game of Thrones review podcast. Hell fucking yeah. The first one yep. this Monday, uh, where we previewed season eight and we, uh, basically recapped <laughs> seasons one through seven, uh, two and a half hours long. It was, about a third oh, of the length of the entire last season of this so, podcast. Of so this much show. catharsis. We had to get off our chests of all the things we've been dying to say for, for the last couple months. But if you like this show and you are also a fan of Game of Thrones, which I, I don't know how you couldn't be a fan of both, uh, if you have a brain in your head, sure. which we respect, um, then do check that out. It's a lot of fun to nerd out about a great show that has a uh, great political underpinning to it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's I think what, you know, you'll get out of our show that's different than other Game of Thrones review shows where it's just talking about, you know, what they think is going to happen and the lore and yada yada, which we talk about, of course. But we also talk about the sociopolitical implications of the show and what we think the show is building towards in terms of, you know, the politics of King's Landing and things like clearly that. Clearly, so, the Game of Thrones uh, is building towards the communist revolution of 1917. That's really, you just got to jump <laughs> ahead a few centuries and it's there. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah. So on that note, uh, we will see you next week.